All right, all right, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Amion, and today we are sitting outside of River North Park. It's been a while since we've come down here, but I figure with this nice, cool fall evening, we can enjoy a little bit of the sunset as we do our thing. Oh, and before we get started, I want to tell you that I just completed another webinar. It's called How to Strengthen Your Vocabulary. It's a bit of a vocabulary challenge with a the theme of Halloween. Go check it out should be on YouTube by the time you're listening to this. Now, in today's pour, we are going to ponder the question, why do people pay for terror? What would motivate someone to seek out a terrifying experience? What exactly is a haunted house? And what can you expect when you walk in one? And finally, is the risk too high for a good scare? Let's take a sip of this iced caramel coffee. That's what I'm sipping on. Hope you're sipping on something just as good or even better. And let's go. What would motivate someone to seek out a terrifying experience? I mean, we have adrenaline junkies, power mongers. We have people that chase money, people that chase girls, people that chase men. They do all sorts of things. People like what they see. They see what they want. They go, they get it. But why would somebody look for a terrifying experience? Who in their right mind would want to be scared out of their wits? To run out of a place screaming? To walk into a situation that they have absolutely no control? Who likes feeling their heart ready to jump out of their chest? This is what people do. People pay for terror. People pay to be scared. People pay for bondage. People pay for threats. People pay to be dominated. People pay for all sorts of things. But terror, sheer terror, that's like paying for somebody to threaten you with a nuclear bomb. It's like paying for somebody to run up on you in the alley against a barbed wire fence with five rabid pit bulls ready to rip you limb from limb. Who would pay for that? Because people will pay for terror in a small dose if it's controlled terror. So you're talking terror that would be in something like a haunted house, terror that would be at a costume party with friends, terror that would be found in a movie theater when you pop on Jason, when you pop on Friday the 13th. It would be found in a good camp outing with your friends, a Boy Scout range, something like that. People pay to be scared. People like the thrill of just being panicked. People like not knowing what's going to happen. They like the eerie dark. They like walking through a cemetery in the middle of the night because of some story they heard or some fable or some crazy high school story about saying someone's name in the mirror three times. People love terror. People like to be scared. But why? What motivates them? There's got to be a little more than just the thrill, you know, feeling your body being electrified with fear. There's got to be a little more than that. It's got to be something a little deeper on a psychological level. Like maybe sometimes people feel they're too safe. You know, they're walking around, they go to work, go home. Everything's good. Everything's great. Family's good. Life is good. Money in the pocket. The lights are on. No stress, no pain in your body. And you want something to take you out of that blissful state. Now, when things are going bad in life, people want everything to be great. But when things are going great, people want to be scared. And more so than just being scared, people want to be terrified. They want to panic. I guess this is where the news thrives. They like to throw in those little headlines. Murder hornets coming. There's a flood coming. Killer tsunami blowing over some island. Because they know people like terror. People like chaos. People like fear. Not everybody, but in general. So maybe we'll never know. But what do you think? If you have an idea, let me know. Send me a message. 
Now we mentioned a haunted house. So what exactly is a haunted house? And what can you expect when you walk in one? Well, a haunted house is basically a building, a house, a framework of some sort, some kind of structure that people have designated as a place to scare the living wits out of people. You can walk into a haunted house, the door can be normal, nothing on the outside, no blood on the walls, no spider webs, no ghosts hanging in the window. But when you walk in there, the door can slam shut behind you and lock with a bolt, right? So you know you're locked in. It's an automated lock. And then you start hearing these scary noises. Ooh, things like that. Screams, children, feet running, the pitter-patter, a little wet feet on the ground. And the lights are muted. Maybe there's a strobe light. It's dark. You walk around the corner. There may be a half body sitting there with the eyes fluttering open. The makeup work, Hollywood level. Hollywood level. Sheer terror, sheer terror. But most people are already anticipating a scare when you walk into a haunted house. My personal experiences have been, get the heck out of there as soon as possible. You walk through, maybe you can withstand the first two, three minutes, but any more than that, your, your stuff's going into overdrive. But I think people like to test their tolerance. They like to see how much they can handle before they actually break. You know, I'm a tough guy or I'm a tough girl. They like to go in there, you look at the blood on the floor, you look at the guy with the chainsaw standing by the door, just standing there with a the chainsaw with the smoke blowing out of it, and he's got on a freaking Jason Voorhees mask, right? Blood all over his, his clothes. You know it's fake. You know everything's fake, but it still scares you. It still terrifies you. A haunted house is designed to scare you. That is it. It's not a place you go hang out. It's not a place you go and call your girlfriend, talk to your mom on the phone. This is a place you go to be scared. So I believe the mindset of people is already terror. They want to be scared, so you're more receptive to it. But here's the thing. What if you were walking down the street wanting a terrifying experience? Would you see it just by looking at the events in the world around you? Would you be terrified just because you were looking for it? Because some of those things that happen in a haunted house aren't necessarily scary, but it's eerie and it adds to it just because you're already in the mood for it. You hear kids running. You may be sitting at home right now watching TV and you hear your kids running behind you right? Nothing scary about it. You just hear the little feet scamper behind you. You're not worried. You're not concerned because you're watching Seinfeld on TV laughing and then you hear the little feet behind you. No big deal. But now if the lights were off and you were at a haunted house watching some spooky movie and your kids are sitting in front of you and behind you, you hear, you're going to jump out of the seat. Oh, what, what was that? What was that? Terror, right? Terror. But it's the same sound you heard a hundred times before. It didn't bother you. But now that you're in the mood, psychologically, the mindset is spooky mood. Now it alarms you. Strange. But a haunted house is nothing more than a place where you go to experience sheer terror. I've been to a few. I don't plan on going to any more. If you plan on going to one this year, please be safe. They have leveled up the scares. They have EMS on standby. And some people don't make it out alive just due to the fact that the sheer terror is more than their heart can handle. Now let's take a short break and we'll come back and ponder, is the risk too high for a good scare? So when we talk about the price, the risk for a good scare, what do you actually give up when your body has a full meltdown in front of everybody or in silence wherever you're at when you are terrified 
out of your freaking skull. Is the effect on your body too high for the thrill? Is it worth it? Putting your heart through 100 paces in 0.5 seconds and have your mind racing the quickest escape routes, how you could jump out of this window or run through this person or what device you could pick up to hit somebody, is the psychological trauma that you experience from going to a haunted house or even seeking terror like some people do where they create situations just so they'll be put in that fight or flight state where they'll have to fight or survive. People that like to walk in the woods knowing there's mountain lions, you're walking in the woods eating beef jerky in freaking shorts and sandals knowing there's mountain lions and then when that mountain lion comes out and it's getting ready to pounce on you then you want to hey you want to try to control the situation don't tell me that's not terror not tell me that's not sheer terror because that mountain lion will rip you a new one without even trying it will be like a hot knife through butter if its nails hit you it's no joke people that swim with sharks are they terror seeking are they out there looking for terror i mean the risk is the shark could rip you to shreds, bite your hand off, and you're swimming with it. So that's almost a form of terror seeking, I would say. People out here that enjoy paintball on another level. Yeah, they're shooting each other, but you can't tell me the thrill of terror is not the same when everybody's getting shot and you're hiding and you're trying to hold your breath and you're sitting there with your little paintball rifle shooting the guy, trying not to get shot. Terror. The anxiety of being shot, then when you get shot, oh, that big, oh, thrill. The big rush of adrenaline, that big rush of disappointment or whatever emotion you have. But the sheer terror of running, sliding, jumping. Nobody does all those things because they're in a calm state. You don't run and jump over a fence, roll under a barrel, or hide in some bug-infested brush because you're in a good mind state. You do that out of terror. You do that for survival. But you know what's even worse than somebody seeking out terror? Is those that enjoy inflicting terror on others. Those that enjoy seeing other people scared. I'm not talking about the ones that enjoy controlled scare like in a haunted house. I'm talking about those people that want to scare and terrorize people in broad daylight. You know, we're talking people who are riding up in white vans, sliding open the door and snatching people off the street. Tying people to chairs threatening them, demanding money, you will do this, you will do that, or not even saying anything, and just pulling out various instruments and objects and performing sideshow operations on the spot just to hear people scream, just to see people wince, just to see people gasp in terror. Those are what you call sickos. There's a lot of them out here in this world, but it just seems that some people go looking for that. They want that thrill, which is a whole nother conversation. But with that, we're going to keep it short because, like I said, I just recorded a webinar. Been sitting in this car for about two hours. Got to go home, edit all these things. Hope you all have a safe and wonderful Halloween on Monday or whatever day you celebrate it. If you celebrate it, if you don't celebrate it, it is what it is. I believe the last two or three podcasts, we have had the Halloween theme. After this one, we'll be back to our regular scheduled programming. As always, I enjoy you. Let's take the final sip. And I will see you in the next one.